Hello and welcome to the How to Survive a Breakdown podcast. My name is Evan and I am joined by my co-host Parker. Hello. And this week we're on episode 18 and it's probably the quote-unquote most hyped week. Well, last week was pretty... Uh, uh. Last week won for overall hype of a lot of albums. This week is the whole metal scenes yeah hyped record for the year yeah one if one of if not the most hyped album of the year this year so far i i honestly i would actually say even above bad omens last year Mm -hmm. bad omens is probably still higher because i think just pretend has like 70 something million plays Mm -hmm. which i last time i checked they had like 30 million so um but this yeah. year, this is the record that everyone mm-hmm. was hyped for. Um, considering mm-hmm. they went from, you know, 200,000 monthly listeners to over, what, 3 million? They gotta be, well, they gotta be at like 2.5 now, right? Let's look. Right, if I had to guess, token, I'll, I have up. 2.2 million currently. That's, that's way high. That's significantly higher than it was. As of Saturday, the, the they, were at two, yeah. they were just under 2 million on Saturday. No, they were over two million. Unless it dropped down, and they probably were. Eh, well, regardless, regardless, they were close to two million. Like they were, they were within a few thousand of two million. It's absolutely and, insane that, like, yeah, they quite literally tenfolded their monthly listeners. Quite literally, like. So we have some singles first. We have a little bit of news, some album announcements. Um, and yeah, I have 15 days left in my school. Nice. And then I officially have a job for the summer, which is what I did last year. And that is an easy, easy job. So Mm. I am really excited for that. Low stress, easy summer, mostly. Um, you're just doing the music park, right? Working at the park. Yes, sir. Woohoo. Gonna yeah, it's actually you're gonna own that one soon. Yeah, <laughs> no, probably not. But that well, that's that specific one, probably not. But um, that would be cool someday. <sighs> but I had we had um opening day, uh, Ooh. just yesterday actually. So we oh, okay. originally were supposed to open Saturday, and then we got rained out. So we so that's why our, even our when day. I messaged you, you still took a while to get back. I was like. Damn, he really is busy today. Yeah, well, I, I worked today too because there was like a a seminar thing that they mm-hmm. wanted us to go to. Um, yesterday was fun. I actually, I actually have a quick story if we want to. Sure. Not not so much a we singular story, but, time. but a, a a series of events you could say. So, in the you know in with amusement park rides, there's a um, there's a, there's a chance that things go wrong. You know. Not very, not not super often, but um, you know, sometimes people get stuck on the ride, things like that. Uh, we call that a status one. It's like a mechanical fault or emergency stop with guests on the ride. You know, they're stuck on the lift, they're stuck in the air, things like that. We had eight of those in one day. Why do I feel like that number should be one? Ideally, it's zero. I mean, okay, obviously zero, but like. Let's say there's a week where it's just... Even day it might 
on a given on an average day is probably like one or two yeah yeah that's what i was thinking like average day, like okay you have your one cool let's fix it all right we're good right exactly we had eight were yeah did, did no one do maintenance on this stuff oh no they were doing a lot they were doing a lot of maintenance <laughs> there was a lot of maintenance done in the was office it user was error a, <laughs> no it was just things you know sensors go wrong things like that <laughs> Um, bad luck <laughs> yeah so i you know i run i i run a section down kind of in it's a section that's kind of like right along the lake that the okay. park is based on um one of my rides is we have you know we have a steam train in my group that's one of the rides uh that had an issue that it caused it the the operators ended up taking guests off not in the station um not good not great obviously no one was hurt no one was hurt in any of the in any of these. I do want to say that no one was hurt. Um, you know, all the rides, all the rides functioned as they were supposed to. It just that often that means people get stuck because that's safe. Um, so that happened. That was fun. And then another ride. Um, it's called a the the technical name is a, a fantasy boat, but it's basically just a boat that's attached to a couple arms and it spins around in a circle. Hmm. So I have one of those in my group. And uh, it had a power failure in the middle of the cycle. <laughs> so, you know, the, when it's down on the ground and you're loading and, un and unloading people, you know, the, the two support arms should be like this, like a 90 degree with the with the platform. It was at a 45. <laughs> well. So, can't really unload people doing that. Typical um, day. So that was fun, and that did not reopen <laughs> the rest of the day. <laughs> oh. Um, on top of the six other things that happened outside of my group. So. Wow. Yeah. Well, I guess they just got their work in for at least the beginning of the summer. They, oh, they definitely did. Hey, uh, what happens with maintenance? Well, you know, we occasionally um, fix stuff. Oh, okay. Well, we got our work put, cut out for at least the first month. No, man. You know, a lot, a lot of these are just like, you know, obviously there are issues that have to be resolved and maintenance, you know. It, it makes it sound like, uh, you know, oh, maintenance does a horrible job. They don't do a horrible job. They do quite a good job. Um, no, I, I'm not saying that. Like, just yeah, like the fact that yeah no, I, I understand. I get it. Like, um, <laughs> but, you know, sometimes things just go wrong and they have to fix it. And that's what they're 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 there for. Um, but, the, you know, so we had, you know, the eight things that involved people getting stuck on the ride. And that's not even counting the things that don't involve getting people stuck on the ride that they have to fix. <laughs> Which there was at least like three separate things oh, in my group alone that they needed to come down and fix. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, there's a a big water ride that I have in my group called it's it's called a, the the ride name is called a shoot the shoot. You know, goes up a hill, comes down, makes a big splash. Everybody gets wet. Everybody's happy. Yeah. Um, the there's a fairly common fault called a high water fault that we had a couple times where you know there's too much water in the the the, the break. The run out, Six as we call it. Ten. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Too much water. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was a, a good chaotic day. So, oh, goddamn. Yeah. Great times. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the most that happened yesterday for me was that we celebrated my dad's birthday, which was um, last Thursday. We had a small Happy tour. birthday, Evan's dad. Um, 
yeah, that's really all that happened this weekend. Uh, I've started that's... doing report cards this week. They're doing two weeks, so I got to start actually like doing that along with like the rest of my testing I have to do for the kids. There's mm-hmm. not much left. I did most of it today. I just grinded the heck out of it during times I had free, and I was like, I am doing this now because I know I'll never have time for it again. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, uh, what's, I'm just thinking ahead because that's what I do. Mm -hmm. Do we have any news other than arrows in action for next week? Uh, no. I mean, I'll check that, that doc you shared. I'll check, uh, you know, I'll check a couple other things, but at the moment, at the current moment, no. Yeah. I know Um, we'll have at least one or two things noted in there because there's always something Uh, to Heart attack, man. Freak of nature. I've that interests you. Of... I've never heard of it either. There was an action, of course. Say again. What genre does it say? Uh, punk. So I'll be honest. I've kind of tired <laughs> of punk right now. The I, I I see the the memories of gold chain punk flashing through your head and. No, I, actually, I'm I'm thinking of Green Day. Oh, uh, well, that's, 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 that's fair. Yeah, that's more just punk rock, but it, right. no, now I'm thinking of Soul Glow. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all I'm thinking of. Uh, for context, Soul Glow is a punk artist who I despise with every burning passion of my body. <laughs> Respectfully. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think um, next week we could probably just do some like nostalgia week. Nostalgia week. I do want to. I mean, I will want to talk about this arrows in yeah, action. Let's, we'll, we'll do, do arrows do like into action, but let's do like a few of the other like older stuff. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's let's do singles first this week. We've got we've got some yeah. stuff to talk about. So also, I want to make sure we can talk about them while I'm still fresh in my mind from having just listened to them now. <laughs> to be fair, I also just refreshed my mind on all these. Um, yeah. So last week we had. Asking Alexandria and their song Dark Void, and that was the most generic, boring ass metalcore song ever. Yes. This week we have Harper with her new song Way to the World, which features We Came as Romans and Brand of Sacrifice, Brand of Sacrifice making the instrumentals on the song and a feature from the We Came as Roman singer. I forget his name, I believe his name is Dave, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that sounds right. How in the world can a 12-year-old, I know instrumentally this was Brand of Sacrifice, but a 12-year-old make a heavier and better metalcore song in so many capacities and ways than Asking Alexandria, which has been a band since like 2009 and is yeah. more popular by them. It just It amazes me at the fact that Harper, a 12-year-old, 
better than some of these grown ass men who can't write for shit. <laughs> like this, this look, this was standard metalcore, very much spirit box, but it's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like honestly, it's better than some of the other metalcore I've listened to in the last month or two. So, yeah. It it made me feel more than that asking Alexandria asking Alexandria song did, and you know I, I I'm sure a lot of you know, uh you know obviously as you said the instrumentals brand of sacrifice like I I don't know how much of the writing, uh like lyrically is I hers think, I think a decent I bit think of it is Harper does the lyrics, okay yeah that that makes I sense. think I think for the uh, most part she either gets help because well she's twelve and she's twelve fair, yeah grammatically you don't know much at 12 anyway but <laughs> i i think we came as romans helped with that department too and oh, the yeah. record company that she's i think currently signed to yeah i think but she's on sharp tongue i believe i think her. so because like this that. is a we came as romans brand of sacrifice i think they're both sharp tongue as well i that sounds right so but it's the fact that like she probably came up with a lot of these ideas and all we came Sorry, Romans I, um, was Pale Chord slash um, Pale Chord uh, Rise Records. Okay. Ooh, Rise pick. Okay, Rise picked up. That's good. Um, that's a good pickup, honestly. Um, yeah. But here's the thing. Even if she technically didn't write this quote-unquote standard no, metalcore yeah. song, she performed it really well. Oh, yeah. And was the backing screams of the chorus, which, honestly... That's such a cool little, like, hey, I'm going to take a back seat. We came as Romans. You go ahead with this course. I know you. You you catchy as hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And right. we came as Romans can make a chorus catchy as hell every time they do it. I, I oh, don't yeah. know what they do, but, like, <laughs> I'm sitting yeah. here like, shit, this chorus good. It's breakdown yeah. good. This chorus mm-hmm. good, though. <laughs> this chorus good. Yeah, uh, no. Th- this was a very nice bright light in the fact that, like, I'm going to spoil something. The albums this week made me feel that Metalcore sucks dick compared to everything else. (laughs) (laughs) So, very Hmm. much so, this was a nice positive refresher that Metalcore can be good. You just have to get the right people to do it. Oh, yeah. Also, just the combination of We Came as Romans and Brand of Sacrifice again. I love that. I absolutely love that. Yeah, that's a nice, it's a nice combination. Uh, the yeah, this song like it's good. Obviously, you know, it does it do anything really groundbreaking. Like no, no, God no. But you know, at the you know, the I see these songs not so much as something I might go back to a lot, but I I think they are very good stepping stones in what will eventually be a very cool like adult career for her yes and the because she already sounds she already sounds good at 12 years and she's, old she yeah, sounds better than some she's of the singers sounds good. that are and she's being coached i believe by yep very good vocal coaches and her parents has, support her her parents support her she has good product you know she has apparently she has chris wiseman on production is that currents that's currents and shadow of intent what the um release her debut single okay. oh for okay at least for at least for falling she had Chris. Okay, but it's the um, fact that she had Chris Wiseman. Right, but she had Chris fucking we Wiseman came as on Romans. Brand of Sacrifice. 
Right. She has what? industry support. Like, first off. And, and you know, so I, I like, I only see, I, I see this, you know, even if I don't necessarily care so much for the song as, like, something I would go out and listen to, it's still a good, it's, still, it's a good song. save like, songs until she turns 18 and make then some of the most innovative stuff because she already has years, literally, of experience. Right, you know, like, she can, she can go basically wherever she wants with, with her career at this point. Yeah, and literally. Like, cause she's, she sounds good already. She's only going to sound better as her, as she matures and her voice matures. Um, I don't think any 12 year olds really sounded this good at this age. Very, very rare, especially in doing something like this, where, you know, this is a lot of you on know, your vocals. If you don't do it right. Right. And, and she, you know, a lot of, I, I, obviously I'm stereotyping here, but a lot, I feel like a lot of child prodigies are, are, you know, very much more like, you know, choir type of opera, you know, choir, choirs, opera, like no singer songwriter type of, yeah. you know, type of um, Taylor Swift, you know, for vocal, example. Or, yeah, like type of vocal performance, and that's obviously great. Yep. Um, but this is a very specialized type of, you know, this is a very specialized field. Unless of, you do this vocals. from your parents who teach you the right way to do it at like fourteen, fifteen, because that's when they probably were like, yeah, let's teach them now. She's eleven. She was eleven when she went on uh, The Voice or, Amer- or yeah. whatever it was, and America Got Talent or Britain, yeah. whatever, whatever. A Simon Cowell show. <laughs> and the fact that she did Holy Roller and it was an impressive. It was a good Holy Roller. It was a very good Holy Roller, considering that that song's been covered a lot by different people on YouTube and stuff. Um, you know, secretly one collab that I would absolutely love because I feel like Will would be the perfect voice for that. Will Ramos. And I feel like oh, having, Will Ramos on a, on a Harper song. <laughs> she, she has a YouTube and she actually yeah. did a podcast video with um, Silent Plants lead singer. Oh, Garrett. Yeah. Oh my God. That's I just fun. watched the first like two minutes of it. I already loved mm-hmm. it. I was like, That's this fun. is perfect because she is such a child and you're like i'm staring at a child talking to garrett russell one of like right. the most encyclopedia based s- songwriters ever yeah and he's just having a chill blast the whole time right it's like so, i something that you know obviously and this was a, this was a couple years ago a year ago now like something i i you know i i i thought her i thought her highs her highs are really good like her high pitch screaming oh, are already yeah. really good. Her low, if she can get her lows in order, oh boy, she's got she's got Cornelia Plant level. Yeah, like oh, that'll that'll be yeah. that'll be good. So yeah, I I see this even if the song itself doesn't so much interest me. I want like to it, see how the project another, goes forward. It's another step in in what I think is a you know is obviously a developing career, and yeah. it's it that's great. That's it. This is so. her second single, and honestly, right. I think of a few of the metalcore albums that I've listened to this year. Like, just for an example, Barry Tomorrow. I remember giving that a seven point seven, and you gave that like a five something. Um, like a five, yeah, like five point nine, something like that. Honestly, some of the songs on that are just okay compared to this one single. And mm-hmm. even last year, when I listened to that other single, I was like. 
holy shit, this yeah. is solid. Like this is better mm-hmm. than some of the metalcore I listened to last year because oh, yeah. it was just boring. I'll right. be honest here, Architects is like miles below this, but she did cover Architects, so I can't really say too much. Yeah. Um. Like it, yeah, it's just it's it's great to see. This is um, a recommendation to listen to it. And if you want to check out her YouTube, she has a whole thing. She does covers. She does uh, little interviews with people. I don't know everything, but I know she has a YouTube. She could just look her up. Harper, like, find her on Spotify. You'll find her. Um, oh, yeah. And Twitter is owned by her parents, but she posts regularly on there. So I, I can't wait to see if she kind of starts... You know, obviously her, her her music will be good if she kind of stays just doing like vocals and stuff. But if she ends up switching more into like picking up some of the instrumentation and like the producing yeah. side of it, I'd love to see where that goes as well. Like that would be sick, I think. Um, she also has 159,000 monthly listeners currently. Yeah, with which two singles is up. Really cool. Um. Anyway, let's move on to Oxbow. And their new song, Ice White and Crystalline. This is a out of the farthest left field that you can think of, probably like a couple states over. Uh, for oh, Parker yeah. on album albumtheyear.org. Um this is uh I just had them oh my god, I don't have them in my uh, it's the second single to an album that is dropping July twenty first. I I forget what it's called now. I put it in the doc. Uh, but, uh, uh Love's Holiday out July twenty first. Yep. Um yeah, this is their second single. I did not listen to "A Thousand Hours," which features Roger Joseph Manning Jr. Never heard that name, but um, no, me neither. <laughs> this has been a band who's been around since literally the late '80s, early '90s. Has sixteen thousand nine hundred twenty-five monthly listeners on Spotify, which doesn't justify their overall record, whatever they've sold, and. Yeah had released an album last year actually an internal reminder of not today oh that's just a live performance but this will be I was, I knew the last one was 2017 yeah this their first album week. since 2017 how would you describe this sonically oh, god um like a hardcore rock i hardcore was noise rock like I like the first thought to my mind is this like this is what kind of comes to mind I think when I this is or this is what I feel like like post rock sounds like okay like so, post post hardcore rock that doesn't yeah. make any sense. <laughs> so to be honest uh, for listeners I have no idea how to describe this song it it's very it feels old timey in a way. And that's not that's not necessarily a bad it thing. It feels obviously. like a it's, modern old timey song, like if right, you took it, a it, rock song from the eighties, and you put a different vocalist at it to try it out. Like yeah, it, it feels 
it feels like aged, like like matured, like a, a, it's. That's actually yeah. That's actually a really good way to put it. Is that like a mature rock song? Well, I I guess so. Yeah, I I used mature as kind of a in a lack of a better way of saying it, but like it, it's. I get. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't even know. My this is this is what comes to my head when I when I I think like post rock. Okay. Like some kind of. Something like that. I, so I can't say I've really I, listened to much of any post-rock, but you know what I mean. Like, this is what I feel like it would sound like. <laughs> I don't mind this. I was just kind of confused and very neutral to it. It was very, yeah, it's very, like, I was very neutral on this. Like, I was kind of like, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's like, there were moments I was like, okay, that's that's kind of cool. This is kind of weird, but I don't hate it. Like it's not yeah. like uh noise rock, which I don't really like in general. Uh keep talking. Yeah, it, it's I, I'm obviously the bigger noise rock guy of the of the two of us, but it's like I I don't know if I would there's not really I, I wouldn't say many like noise elements to this, but it, it's it 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 feels kind of like a, a bit of a time capsule to what I, I feel like, you know, like late a not maybe not late eighties but like late nineties. Like, I'm not gonna say grunge because I don't think it's grunge, but it, it's it, it's it feels a bit like an ode to some of the those older time, like yeah. you know those those previous decades and. I think that actually kind of that it would probably take another couple of listens, but I I don't think it doesn't work against it. Certainly, I don't know how much it adds, but I don't think it doesn't. It definitely doesn't take away. <laughs> yeah. So I I don't I don't mind it. I think I actually will go back to it once or twice. I I could see myself going back to this. I think maybe. this is more you than me, but probably yeah. It's going to be something that probably interests... So, I think of, like, um, the MS Paint album earlier this year. For for me... Yeah, for different reasons, but yeah. So, it's something that I... That we both were kind of like, what the fuck is this thing? At mm-hmm. first. And I just got kept getting drawn back to it. I was like, why the yeah. fuck do I want to keep going back to this, even though I hate half this record? And... <laughs> Like, I still gave it a 5.4, but it was my most interested 5.4 I've ever given. It was, like, the most positive one I've ever given. And honestly, I still justify that rating. It probably is a little bit higher because when I think about it, I'm like, yeah, there are moments on this that I'm like, wow, that's really cool. And then moments where I'm like, wow, I want to fucking tear my ears off. Um, <laughs> it's such a contrasting thing with this song it's more so I'm very I don't know how to feel mm-hmm. I think I enjoy it but I also don't know and yeah, yeah so this this does make me kind of want to go and check out that first single like 
Yeah, I'm glad we have the album on the list too because I I think that might that'll be an interesting listen one that once that comes out. Okay. And also, a, a quick PS: apparently, their first album was called Fuck Fest, hmm. <laughs> and I just thought that was funny. Okay. Well, let's move on to the Wonder Years in their somewhat new song, "Goddamn It All." Goddamn it all is a B-side. All. Is a B-side to their album from ten years ago as a part of an anniversary collection. Now, if I remember correctly, the name of that album. The Greatest Generation. The Greatest Generation. And I'm gonna be completely honest here. Mm-hmm. If this is what Wonder Year sounded like ten years ago. My God, am I going to be interested in all of their material? Oh, it's so fucking good. Oh, my. Okay, I love is, this song. This is my second favorite song of the week. I know what your first one is, and I think oh, we're going to get to that in a second. But yeah, no, it, it, is... it feels it feels like a riffier. It, it, it feels riffier, I think. It feels, it feels like heavier. a riffier. Um, oh, my God. What the, the hum goes on forever. It feels like yeah. a little bit more angsty, kind of like. It's... It's a bit more angsty. It's a bit more energetic. It, it feels a bit more like, um, like emo rock. Like I guess to throw a genre on it, like emo rock. Like, that's that's exactly what I was thinking. Um, my favorite yeah. line is, uh, "I haven't sat still since I was 23." I, I don't know why I just like that line a lot. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, I think this is the one pop punk artist that we both just sit there and just say. Yeah, we really like this. Yeah, like, no, that, it was it was really good. It it was love at first sight for both of us, and we both agreed. We were just like, "Yep, one year's top ten, easy, not hard." <laughs> and their next album probably is going to be. I I just can't wait for that. That's going to be really exciting. Um, also, if this is a B side from that album, what's yeah, on the actual sure. album? Yeah, um, they have <laughs> albums all the way to twenty ten. Um, yeah. Uh, this is I, their 2013 one. Of course, yeah, that's but. their third album? Fourth yeah. album? Uh, I think it's, it's either third or fourth. It's so I feel like I, I remember, I'm remembering third, some odd like fourth, double third. release in 2011 or something like that. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Um, yeah, no, this 100%. Look, it could have fit on uh, fucking The Hum Goes On Forever. It wouldn't have fit as like as well. Mm-hmm. But it was still would have been a great song for the album. I right. really enjoy it. I had a really good time with it. Um, yeah, I just yeah, no, it was it's definitely one I want to go back to because it it gave it's it had this energy about it that I just loved and yeah yeah. Let's talk about holding absence in their second single for their upcoming album. False Dawn.
album for Holding Absence comes out August 25th and is called The Noble Art of Self-Destruction. This features 10 songs, uh, and I found out through Stay Scene Podcast talking about their Twitter Q&A that Lucas did, their singer, uh, he said that they did not record any interludes, introductions, conclusions to any song, like little that what they did in the last album. So it's going to be technically shorter than the others, but it's intentionally shorter. It is also a part of and- the trilogy, which at the same time as Sleep Token said that their albums were a trilogy, this is going to be a trilogy of albums. It's well, the is this the start of the trilogy or is this the trilogy the of, of their the trilogy first, because it's their self-titled it's first self-titled album, and... second and third yeah yeah okay so it's yeah this hmm. was not surprising for me but this is my favorite single of the week um I think because of how fucking catchy uh, a crooked melody is I like it like one percent better but this is as good as that song. And I am extremely hyped for that album. I didn't think we were getting a uh, Holding Absence album this year. And I now realize that my top 10 list is already crying on the inside because of the fact that I think like four or five albums have already filled those spots and it's not even halfway through the year. We also haven't listened to, (laughs) assuming this is going to be in that top 10, we haven't listened to one of them yet. (laughs) Yeah, and also the fact that if I go back to my list of albums I haven't listened to, I haven't listened to 37, Parker hasn't listened to 16 of them, but still the Mm -hmm. fact that like we have so many coming up. Um, Like, Jesus Christ. Like we're we're starting to kind of get some of the a lot of the album announcements for like s- late summer, early fall. Yep. And it's only gonna go up from here because yeah. <laughs> um, like end of May is kind of late. It seems like, but for for stuff that we care about at least. Yeah. But um, it'll it's it's gonna pick up. It'll pick up. So <laughs> as expected, I love this song. It is absolutely incredibly beautiful. Um, I didn't watch the music video. I think there is a music video with it. Um, I heard it was really good. Parker, what did you think about this song? I really enjoyed the song. I, I'm going to hesitate to say that it's, I like it more than Torture Melody. Um, literally the same however, <laughs> say again, say, same yeah. as me. Yeah. Cause Torture Melody is very fucking good. Um, however, uh, a part of me is like, we haven't heard the full version of the song yet. This is a single edit. I, I'm excited for the full version. So I don't know what the full version is going to bring, but I'm 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 ready and waiting. So yeah, the yeah, this is a great song. I I love the. There seems to be a shift in tone, in 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 terms of subject matter with so... these with these two tracks and i i really like it because i think it with the way that lucas's voice is and kind of the tone he brings to to songs it works incredibly well like be, right. between his voice and the lyrical matter um on top of the instrumentals that already you know are are very quite nice and and you know build up the you know bring these tracks up like it just all works together in incredibly well and i i like it a lot um 
Yeah, part so. of the um, part of the Q and A, Lucas was saying that he finally felt comfortable, uh, vocally, mm-hmm. and being able to like sing in the way that he wanted to without being afraid or being forced into another way. And so it's very much going to be a raw vocal delivery of what he wants to do. And you can tell just by these two tracks. So like, okay, if anyone who hasn't listened to The Greatest Mistake of Your Life, go and listen to just, honestly, Afterlife, Beyond Believe, and maybe No More Roses, just for like three examples of different vocal styles. Um, Go listen to those and then listen to the two newest singles and see the, the vocal delivery difference. Also, check the fact that the riffs are on these two singles are like some of the best that have been released by Holding Absence. They are so fucking nice. Um, the vocal delivery is really, really interesting, and I am always down for this. Um, I've been a fan of this band since 2020 when I realized that when I listened to them in 2019, I didn't like it as much because it was, quote, slow, and then I realized how fucking beautiful every single song was on that album and fell in love with them. So I will always be as like basically a stand for this band. Um, <laughs> yeah. Lucas, you can join the family. So um, join the family. Trip. Let's also talk about Bill Murray and their new song about a cashew. Oh. <laughs> um, this is okay. I did, I did find out that uh, I was listening to Nick listen to all the different singles from Sleep Token, or all the mm-hmm. new songs from Sleep Token on Friday, and he had Bill Murray actually on the show with him for an hour, and he was saying that cool. uh, Bill Murray listens to practically only country uh, outside <laughs> of like when he's done with like working on stuff he just listens to country so that's funny this song when i heard that i listened to the song and i was like i hear the country i hear a teeny bit of the country and i didn't mind it knowing that i can actually kind of see it a little bit yeah it's um bill murray is one of those that i i like it but I don't love it yet. I yeah, I'm I'm kind of the same. It, like it, it feels like it's so odd because the their entire aesthetic as like a band as a project between their song titles and their album covers and all that don't at all show off what the actual music is like. And the thing is, is that that you by design, can't pinpoint one sound for the band either right exactly because the song names and the 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 album covers show exactly what's going to happen who fucking knows right like and and so i don't it's not that i definitely don't dislike the music i don't know if going back to this song specifically um i don't know if i find it to be the most interesting thing this week um yeah the um i'm trying to think of there were a couple parts where i was like oh that you know 
this sounds this sounds pretty interesting. Um, for me, it kind of fell uh, on dead ears that like uh-huh. I had just listened to the Wonder Years and Holding Absence, and then listened to Bill Murray, and I was like, "Yeah, that's yeah, this is just." I mean, like on, on its own, like the last album that they released last year. Mm-hmm. Um, spoilers, I guess it it didn't even reach my top forty as an option. Um, it was it was close, yeah. but like as an album experience, I wasn't interested or keen on going back to it as often as even just other stuff in my top 40 potential. Um, right. So for me, I, I liked some of the songs. Some of them are cool. Some of them are interesting. But this wasn't that song for me. Um, maybe another song in a month is better. Maybe I'll love Bill Murray in a month. Maybe I'll love Bill Murray in six months. Who knows? I, I'm interested in the band because, look, yeah. Bow to Cashew, that's a fucking funny-ass name. Like, a cool title. I, I love silly-ass titles. That's why Hot Mulligan still continues to be one of the best bands out there because they just make stupid-ass titles and it works. Same with, like, um, oh, what fucking band did we just see? See You, Space Cowboy. Uh, yeah. With their stupid ass long names, Callous Dowboys with their stupid ass names. Not my favorite band, but stupid ass names get you a few. These guys are here. probably the 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 kings of stupid funny names. And the fact that like, it's all in caps, and it's just <laughs> meme anime names and stuff. Yeah. Like, tell me, tell me, you don't, you wouldn't love a song that's titled "Absolutely Cranking My Motherfucking Hog" in all caps. Like <laughs> hell, like you name you name a song. Hey, we got a new song. Absolutely, Moride in the hard seltzer water. Hog. Let's go. Let's I'd go. Like, it, that song is one in their top five most popular. It's yeah, like that's, one fair. Of most that's fair. Song. Uh, but yeah, the this their actual music itself. I I I feel like there's a good chance that I will I could like it or I might like it in the future, I'm not entirely sure I'm there at the moment. Yeah, same here. And that, that, that kind of goes for all of their stuff, I think. Yeah. So Let's talk about The Word Alive and their continuing the singles, uh, Strange Love. This, I don't know if it has a, um, what's it called? Uh, an album with it? I feel like it should, because uh, it there's does two other singles with it, but. Um, I don't know see. if they've actually announced anything yet. Nocturnal Future, New Reality, Strange Love, Save, Add to Daily Playlist, all three. That's it. That's all they have. Uh, they do not have a, a album announcement yet, but based on the fact that they've released three songs, it's either an EP or a, an eventual um, album this year. What did you think, Mr. Parker? Oh, the, actually, the the first thing I'm looking at their Twitter account, and 
I as of May 21st, um, someone has streamed this song a thousand times. Um, I'm gonna keep it real. It was good, but it wasn't like I don't know if I'd say it's that good. <laughs> it was like it was there. It was. It was. I care more about that. the next two than I do this, but even then, those two are kind of also. Eh. Yeah, the I I do kind of like the 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 um what are they called? Not the not the harmonies, but like the not. I'm not gonna. It's not call and response either. Either. Why can I not fucking kind of the you know the what the fuck is I, there's a word for it? I feel like you know what I'm talking about and. Once you, I, you say don't know, it, I'll know exactly what you're talking about. You know where it's like he sings the line and then it kind of echoes back a little bit, at, like in the background, like. So just an echo. It, no, that's not what it. No, never mind. This is some. This is some stupid rant. I'm gonna stop talking. Someone the song's okay. Give it to us. The song's okay, and that's. There, there were a couple parts that I, you know, there, there are catchy parts to it. There are some decently like the um. I think it was the chorus. Yeah, the chorus was, you know, I was like, okay, yeah, this is cool. Um, but there's no, it's nothing mind blowing. It's kind of the, it doesn't leave really much of an impression otherwise. Yeah. So that that's, that's really all I have to say about it, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, Again, it came after one of the years holding absence and I was kind of like bored at this part anyway. And I wasn't all that interested in ice. Uh, the word alive anyway um, I, I really haven't been they just feel like another metalcore band that like got popular because they were a part of League of Legends and they made a song with them and it got like 45 million plays and it boosted them in popularity but that's just oh, rise yeah 259 million streams I'm sorry a two, that was off by a few hundred thousand a few um, hundred million yeah sorry I was just seeing if it was true and I was like oh that's a bit higher than even I thought it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, let, let's just say that song is good. That song is very good. Uh, yeah. Let us talk about a band who's been absent from the scene for about seven years now. Uh, we have I See Stars, and there are two new songs. Anomaly. And drift. Both of these are the first two new songs since i believe they had a hiatus back in 2019 or 2020 one of those um it has been a minute longer than that i think i think 2016 uh, well that 2016 was their last album uh oh yeah that's true they had yeah. um they released an acoustic of their yes that's latest what I was album referencing. yeah okay um, yeah so yeah probably four or five years or so so 2018 so We'll call it 2019. So 2019, so about four years since then. Um, and 
these are two new singles. There's no album announcement, but this is one of like the bands that people talked about because they were quote unquote ahead of the scene, the metal scene before their time. This is also, I think, two of the first singles without their screamer, if I remember correctly. Um, I will double check this while Parker talks about these songs. Um, I don't have any type of nostalgic attachment. I don't either to this band, and the out, you know. So there, there's nothing really making me. This is a really long way of saying that I don't think they're all all that interesting. <laughs> um Um, the i think i i definitely like drift more than anomaly um i actually i wouldn't be able to pick between them but drift was also interesting um drift i find to be a be a bit more catchy a bit more like engaging than anomaly is anomaly i feel like just kind of it is kind of just boringly written in my eyes and it doesn't really have the it doesn't have like a good a chorus melody to really carry it um you know it, it's i do like some of the the vocal some of the vocal work on these two songs i will say that um I don't know if it's two vocalists or if it's the the one guy kind of switching back and forth between two registers. Um, uh, so it is. Um, it is two clean vocalists. Yes, uh, there it's two clean vocalists vocalist left in 2015 before they released um, Treehouse in 2016. Um, okay. And also, their rhythm guitarist left at the same time. Um, mm-hmm for Brett Allen to be the lead guitar and the rhythm guitar. So. Okay. Yeah, it, it's... I would love to see this band with a screamer again. Honestly, I think that would add a lot of... Yes, they. Um, lot that's what it's... they were known for. Yeah. Because they um, had Unclean until 2016. Until, yeah, until Treehouse. Um, that does kind of make me want to go back and... and Maybe check out like their 2013 or whatever it is. Honestly, I would be down for that because I know Treehouse is their most popular, but New Demons is their next popular, and I assume that's going to be their really good one. Probably just because like I do kind of like the the I think they're known as basically being an electronic core band, pretty much electronic metalcore, yeah, Um, Um, or electronic hardcore, however they brand themselves. Um, so I didn't mind these two. I felt mm-hmm. that Anomaly was cookie cutter and Drift was a little more cookie cutter, like like the more heavier cookie cutter. But it also was like that makes sense. two safe songs after being absent from the scene for five years. I don't blame you for that. And after a pandemic, kind of just need to right. get your feet back in the ground. Don't go too crazy with whatever you do. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't blame them. I mean, it's uh, we had that same situation with Woe Is Me a month or two ago uh, where they released a very safe song um, after being absent for like three or four years or five years, whatever it was. Right. Um, I, I completely understand when you've been gone for a bit, take a seat for a second. Yeah. 
Like catch mm-hmm. your breath, get get some water, then go a little bit cuckoo. Right. Especially if they're if they're not using that time as like writing. You know, if if they were yeah. just like you know, they're obviously off doing you know, they're they're using that hiatus to go off and do other things rather than be a part of this band. And yes. you know, that makes sense. To to come back and be like, all right, you know, we need to get we need we need to replant some roots. Like, let's get our feet back in the ground and, and you know, put out a song. And then so you know, uh, yeah. Like if they're if you're not taking that time, obviously to go and write, you know, if they if they were taking these four or five years to to go out and write songs and like you know s- hold off on touring, just sit down and write for four or five years, this would be incredibly disappointing. Yes, um, but that's not the case. So you know, I, I, you know, I don't I don't have too much issue with it being fairly pedestrian. Um, Am I really going to listen to them all that often? Probably not. Do I, uh, as I said, fairly pedestrian. Yes. Are they bad? No. Just not, not not overly intriguing, in my eyes. <sighs> all right. Those are our singles. That was a long single time, but we oh, also yeah. had a lot to talk about. We had a lot to say about a few singles. So let's discuss some albums. Oh yeah. And so we're gonna go in the opposite order of our podcast document that we have up. If you have it up. Yeah. We're gonna talk about uh the one that on the back end first. Yes. Okay. Are we gonna um, are we gonna do this, this then this and then and go this way? <laughs> so so in a sense we we, we re- we're gonna review five albums this time. We're gonna be reviewing Insomni, The Ocean and three sleep token albums. We're doing three sleep token because we wanted to check out the trilogy of these albums for the upcoming uh, album. Or the, uh, sorry, the two albums previously before Take Me Back to Eden, which got released on this past Friday. Uh, mm-hmm. And to, to be honest, I'm, I'm just saying this now. Thank God we listened to those albums because otherwise I would not have liked this as much as I did. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, let's talk about Insomni and their debut album, Lifeless Carnation. This album is the band's debut album. It is eight songs long, and it is 24 minutes long. It is, they only have 3,400 monthly listeners. They just started uh, last year, actually. Um, mm-hmm. So this is a real quick, um, real quick listen. It's basically an EP, but it's a uh, new metalcore from Atlanta. It's filled with melodies and breakdowns. Uh, per their Spotify bio. <laughs> per their Spotify bio. It also has a feature from Taylor Barber, which is really cool. Uh, I will say, I was I was 
excited to see that. I was like, that's uh, cool. once I saw that, I was like, okay, this might be something worth checking out. Then, yeah, this might be a band like because if Taylor Barber's checking out, okay, right, it's probably good. Um, yeah, because yeah, Taylor, like having Taylor Barber on a song, you know, it gives it. I feel like it gives a certain level of of credibility that you might not have otherwise. You know? That would be like so. um on that distant album with uh Will Ramos, the feature from Will Ramos. Yeah. Obviously, you have that super song of like the super features, the superhero squad, um, of every deathcore vocalist possible. <laughs> um, but that that has like that heritage, the title, the title track ha- featuring Will Ramos. That's like okay, that's worth checking out that band because of that one. Like okay, Will Ramos is on here. That's something. Um, so. I started off with this at like a 7.8. And as I thought about it more, I realized something. Because I was playing I was playing Trackmania with this. I usually listen to this to albums while I listen to while I play Trackmania because it's a very I can do both at the same time. Um <clears throat> I listened to the first five songs and got to rituals. I was like, okay, this is going pretty good. Um Black Sheep was very much cookie cutter. I didn't care for it. it it's a good song but i don't care for cookie cutter metalcore that starts off an album that really doesn't do well for me no, it's not um, a great start <laughs> uh alter one was a good start were you saying that it's not a great way to start off an album i i, just, I see alter one as kind of like a an, an interlude or a lead up to the black yes, sheep i, I, I actually enjoyed it i'm just not gonna click like on it but right. i did i was like you know what this is fine yeah. Black Sheep, eh, Cookie Cutter, whatever. It's a debut album. I'm not going to complain about that. Next three songs, My Oblivion, Bounty, Rituals. Good. Good songs. And then I kind of just blanked out for a bit. was playing Trackmania. And then I heard the beginning of Alt 1. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> it started over? Yeah. I have no memory of the last three songs <laughs> at all. And once I realized that when I had that seven point, I'm like, no, that's a seven. That's a 7.3 and probably going to drop a bit. Cause yeah. I'll, I'll listen to those three again, but I have no recollection of even starting those, even mm-hmm. though it was playing the whole time. And I wasn't doing much in track. Media. I was just building a track and, Listening to that, right? But I guess I got too distracted or something because I don't remember them mm. at all. That's my problem: is that the beginning isn't that great, the yeah. middle is great, the ending is, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I, yeah, it's kind of as you said. I, like, I, I'm gonna hesitate to call it bad because it's not. Like you said, it, it might be cookie cutter but that that doesn't make it you know bad no it's to, very yeah, safe hardcore, for a debut like, album i mean yeah and that's not nece- and that's, that's not necessarily that's not inherently an issue it's gonna get um, the crowd moving in any stage if you're the opening act in the middle of like uh, like i think of like the palladium where there's they sometimes have bands up on those little stages uh before yeah. you go into the main area and that like if you have that that's cool that's a cool last thing, right? Yeah, that'll. The, yeah, that's a. This this is the type of stuff that you know, it's 
you know, it's a band that you haven't really heard of, but you show up early for the the show. It gets people moving. It because it's decently heavy, and you know, it it's it'll get the crowd hyped up. The I remember the vocals being something I wasn't entirely sure on, but I I think I liked them because they yeah, they were because I I feel like for whatever reason the the vocals kind of stuck out to me as being like different. Yeah, a little bit different, and that's good. Like that, that's um different in. I I wasn't sure if it would be a good or a bad way, but I think that's a good way. I I yeah, think I like this voice. Part, they also are independent, so the production yeah. itself is um the production itself is a little bit quote unquote lower. But right. The, so. A, a couple years ago, I found this band's um, Primrose. And they're still making music now. I just haven't checked them out in a couple of years. But they released their debut EP. It was one guy actually making everything. This was before the pandemic. So he was doing everything. Drums, guitar, bass, vocals. And yeah. I he wanted my honest opinion about it. And at the time, I basically was like, look, am I going to compare you to Architect's production level? God, no. You did this yourself. It's really impressive for the fact that you did this basically at your house or in a studio and independently. And that's really cool um, that, like, the production still sounds pretty solid for, like, a one-man project. And this Mm -hmm. still sounds pretty good. Obviously, this is not Architects level. This is not Spirit Box level. This is not, uh, heck, even Harper level or Holding Absence level. But for a smaller band that's independent and probably going to get picked up by Sharp Tone, Rise Records, wherever, it it's going to go up. And there maybe their second or third album will get the attention of me. And I'll be like, okay, this is getting some good stuff. They finally have a voice of their own. And... Mm-hmm. That's the other part of this is that like this feels like metalcore. That's like okay, you follow the formula, but what's your thing? Um, we right. talked about that with Meet Me at the Altar earlier this year. With like they are the cookie cutter pop punk, but they have nothing that is their identity. Like One right. Years has that like angsty kind of vocal delivery with some really sad fucking lyrics on a positive riff occasionally, which really fucks with your head. So honestly. But then also makes you want to cry too because you got like summer clothes and uh, Laura the Beehive. I think of um, going back to this though. It very much is, hey, this is a metalcore album. It's a cool idea. Right. Now make something a little bit different and catch my eye more. Mm-hmm. But you caught my attention enough to not me, not me say this is just boring metalcore. What I will say, what I will give this album is that it's short enough that it, I, I, you know, I could fairly easily be convinced to be like, okay, you know, give it a second shot. It's 25 minutes. Rip yeah. it. You know, get That's a second like, taste um, of it. Like, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I For a debut album, I this is a solid start. Like, So, let's move on to our next album, The Ocean and their new album, Holocene. We ever lost our 
Holocene is the band's some number of album. Uh, it is eight songs long and it's 52 minutes long. And I, I'm just going to keep it blunt as ever. I was bored to fucking tears. Like, four songs in. And I didn't... Oh my god, bro. Oh, hell no, man. What the fuck, man? I agree. Anyways. Um, <laughs> so... Look, I, I know you're higher on this than I am. I, yeah. I'm just going to rant for a second. Sure. We listened to another album, or three albums, that have longer songs on them. They made them really interesting, vibey, ca- like catchy, everything possible. And somehow made like eight and a half minute songs, like the best songs on an album, really good songs. Um, and when I got to a nine-minute song by The Ocean called Atlantic, I fully expected it to go somewhere. And I sat down, and I listened to it, and I listened to it, and nine minutes flew by, and nothing happened. And I realized, why the fuck am I listening to this? Because if that's what's going to happen on every track, then hell no. I ain't listened to it. I... Uh, this is not my thing. Atmospheric metal. Look, uh, what was that fucking single? Uh, Humanity's last, humanity's last breath. That is atmospheric deathcore. That is actually interesting because they don't take too much of your time in the atmospheric part, but they give you enough of it where you're like, okay, something big's coming. I'm fucking scared. <laughs> this is like something's coming. Never mind, nothing's fucking coming. <laughs> It'll get here eventually. Maybe in five, ten minutes and another song. <laughs> um <laughs> for for me, this isn't my thing, and I'm just kind of bored. Um <clears throat> actually, you know what? I'm gonna take it one po- point one lower because I would actually rather go back to Soul Keeper, which is an album from literally last <clears throat> week that uh, I didn't enjoy, but I would rather go back to. Right. Okay. Yeah, this, I... This, I think I... Well, first off, it's definitely more my taste than yours. Um, I, I... I think I... I guess to... For lack of a better term, I'm more patient with it. That's not to say you're not, but like... No, I'm not th- patient with this shit. Okay, so yeah, I... I this shit. I, I'm I'm significantly more patient with this type of thing than than Evan is. Um you know, we can see that in the Acacia Strain album that was last week. Like this definitely kinda of plays into it too. This I think was just like it's not incredible. It it's not like you know, my life's not has not been changed by this album. Which you're not which, you know, is unreasonable to expect from every musical project. But that's what you go in. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you kind of go in hoping for might have to get and, um, yeah well so the what i what i'm thinking is is so i don't even think it's a nitro thing it's just you should have um i have a few but that's it you have to get the rest with nitro right well you have the six the, the six basic ones right that that's quacked it. through and then there should be some for the psr league there are, but it's um, I can't use them. 
Oh, it's saying nitro only. Yeah, it's nitro only. Oh, uh, yeah, I have you nitro. Have to get nitro specifically for that. Yeah, maybe. Um, because you know why wouldn't you? You know, like I have just being able to click the vine boom when in the middle of a call whenever like is is just perfect. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Um, but anyways, regardless. Um. So I think that. It can definitely be a bit uninteresting at times. Um, I will I will certainly give you that. However, I think there is more life to it than to it than than maybe you thought there there was. Or that you kinda or like That I thought there what was am I trying to say? say again? That I didn't think there was. Right. Yeah. That's yeah, that's what I'm trying to that's that's how I'm trying to phrase it. No, I like, I completely understand what you're saying. I just I try to just sit there and mm-hmm. not play anything and just... Actually, sorry, I played Hearthstone Battlegrounds, which, for anyone who does play Hearthstone Battlegrounds, the early turns are really just kind of sitting there waiting for the turn timer and just waiting for your turn to start. I have the sound generally low, so I can hear songs. And after four songs, I was like, man, I man. am not interested in this and there's even more longer songs and more songs and it just mm-hmm. does it, it did i didn't feel anything with it that's the problem right. um so it, it's not bad just for mm-hmm. me it's not my thing and one of our uh friends in the league who secretly may be a feature on a podcast episode in the future um he, he likes this general style more than i do and I think one of our other friends in the same Discord server, who may also be on that same episode, likes my style more than uh, Parker's style, I think. Yeah. Yeah, this is definitely more Suns thing than... Yeah. Also, than... Jake just loves pirate metal. So if we... He really does. If we review some pirate metal on here, we gotta add that in there. Oh, yeah. No, it... it... That would be a very interesting episode because I feel like we are basically at like four different corners. Of well, we are the at metal four complete di- like we have our own little corners. Like I'm we down here find with that like, one artist that we all actually like. Right. Like I'm down here with like depressive sad boy like metalcore and and stuff. Bitch? Sun's over here with like the the dark Power progressive metal. metal and I kind of dip into some of that. And then Jake's up here like you're up here with like your like um post-hardcore and power metal and some of that and jake's up here with like pirate metal and and like hard rock Bitch, and I stuff and it's metalcore what are you talking about <laughs> well right but like yeah that is more your thing but... you know there's obviously a crossover between i'm yeah. just using that as like a an yeah, example like, jake's like the fun one i'm the jake has the fun beat yeah sun is the... the middle grounds and you're the depressed as shit one <laughs> <laughs> i'm the depressed one i guess yeah um, yeah, that would be a fascinating episode, I think, because it's four very different tastes in music. Four and... albums of completely, like, our favorites. Yeah. We just have completely wild takes on each one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everyone um... hates one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, we bring, um... uh, what do we, what do we bring? We bring, um, Callous Boys. No, sorry, Soul Glow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Secrets. Some yeah. form of pirate metal and some form of yeah. atmospheric sludge metal. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> we go complete 180 on everything. Yeah. I love this. Yeah, I'm like, actually that's that's the that's the thing I have over you guys is like I'm more hardcore or like more into hardcore, I should say. And I'm more deathcore. Yeah, you're more like traditional, I guess more like traditional metalcore. Yep. Like death traditional core. metalcore deathcore. Like progressive metal. Like sludge Maybe metal. Like an 80s, 90s, like pirate metal. metal. I guess Say like again? thrash metal, like thrash power metal. For, for you, sun. yeah. For sun, oh, for sun, uh, yeah, yeah. Me, he's me he's kind of not thrash metal. For me, it's not thrash metal. No, God, no. No, thrash um, metal is, is not. For Jake, it's just metal. the positive pirate, uh, positive pirate fun metal. Oh yeah, yeah. That's it, also, it's a little bit of it's punk fun punk in me more than you, a teensy bit. Yeah, and then you know, there's the various crossovers between our, our various. And of course, tastes. in the middle, we all just agree Devil Wears Prada is just there. <laughs> <laughs> has Sun said anything about Color Decay? Is he like? I don't. Has Jake said? I don't think so. Well, that would be great. They were, call they, were, they were both collectively like, "Yeah, this is great." Like, um, okay. But anyways, yeah, Holocene, it, it's cool. Um, I do want to shout out uh, Unconformities for having a, a great Karen Park feature. Um, and also probably one of the most inter- interest- interesting instrumentals on this as well. So, yeah. Good album. Cool start. I don't know how much I'll go back to it because it's long, but <laughs> um, yeah, pretty good stuff. You know, it's ironic that we think that's long. It's long. It- it can feel long, I guess I should say. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So yeah, it feels long. In contrast or comparison to the three albums we're going to talk about next, yeah, they're all longer than uh, this album. Mm-hmm. So we are going to jump into the three uh, albums from Sleep Token. The first one we're going to talk about is their debut album, Sundowning. Sundowning came out on November 21st in 2019 on Universal Music Operations Limited. I don't know what that is. Um, it is 12 songs long and 54 minutes. Uh, keep up the theme of 12 songs in every single record for the trilogy that they have or the trinity that they have. Um, I think you and I are actually exactly about the same on this. I think we are. I think we're we are seven point seven and seven point eight, and yeah. honestly, I'm just gonna bump that up to a seven point eight because I think we just agree on it overall. Um, so the first five songs, honestly, are just incredible. I don't know how you feel about that, but let me. I, I had a great do... time with the first five songs. Actually, yeah, no, I would agree with that. Like the night does not belong to God, especially the opener. Oh, yeah, that 
that especially now because of the new album, but mm-hmm. um then take aim and give kind of just there if I remember correctly because I, I did these last week I did these early last week because I wanted to like yeah. just do it that. has been a bit since I've listened to these too um gods was really cool. gods was fucking great I loved gods yeah um and say that you will was also another one I really liked and the closer bloodsport also I, I love the references to bloodsport itself uh in taking mm-hmm. back to Eden um I, I thought it was a very good debut album um yes considering the fact that we also listened to uh insomni and there that was a 7.3 to start and mm-hmm. honestly it was not even close to as interesting as sundowning was um mm-hmm. i want to go back to this now now that i've listened to take me back to eden and thoroughly enjoyed that and right. see how much more it connects with me because I listened to this and I was like, I didn't know what what to expect. I I think I expected more heavy because I've mm-hmm. heard some of their older stuff was heavy, but I got a lot of like very light, calm stuff that I see a lot of on the next album and the album after that. And yeah, I'm realizing, wait, do I actually just really enjoy this? delivery from vessel because the biggest thing is that vessel had this voice back in 2019 and it's fucking insane that this person we don't know who the fuck it is has this beautiful voice um Mm -hmm. if he is ever out in public and starts getting asked to sing he'll have to deny it because he will be found out immediately by any metal fans in the world um yeah i know that voice Wait, hold on. I know this voice. Uh, considering that the summoning, if I remember correctly, let's look at the numbers. Summoning is on 35,746,011 plays. I'm, I'm yeah. going to keep it real. At least 30 of those are mine. <laughs> I think the biggest thing with this album mm-hmm. is that the longer songs don't feel like five minutes and the shorter songs feel longer than three minutes mm-hmm. and it's like it's over that quickly and you don't feel like you've gone through five minutes of like boring stuff you've gone through five minutes of a beautiful song of a gorgeous song six minutes of a song from the offering um i don't know just like it was a very nice debut album and i think as I listen to it more, I'm going to enjoy it more personally. Mm-hmm. What did you think? Because you're at the same rating as me, but... Yeah, I'm, I I think I'm basically the same. Um, Vessel's voice, I'll, I'll start with, is very much the main attraction for me personally. I think it is for a lot of people. Um, yep. Or for a lot of people that enjoy this band. Um, because it's it's so... It's so prevalent. Um, mm-hmm. in, in a way that some... You know, a lot of I, I think some other music acts aren't. Um, it's a it's. I don't think I've heard anything quite like this guy's voice um, that I can think of. Um, yeah, this is not a voice you would ever hear. The closest, right. and not even close to this comparison. Um, the only comparison I can think of is Howard Jones of previously Killswitch Engage and now Light the Torch. 
Um, that's the only comparison to a voice as beautiful as Vessel's voice. But the yeah. thing is, the... the only thing we know is that Vessel has a male voice. And he's from the UK. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> he does yep. everything but the drums in the album. Yeah. So he does guitar, bass, vocals, and yeah. anything else except drums. So it's Vessel and Drummer. Vessel anyway. 1 and Vessel 2. <laughs> anyway, um, keep going. Sorry. Anyways, yeah, so the... You know, as, as someone who came into this band through the summoning, basically, through, you know, that that initial release cycle of these of those two singles um you know it i think i'd heard the name a couple of times before but never really like it's like oh okay sure um it, it wasn't ever something that i'd really bothered to to look at um and uh, you know his voice is still very much the main highlight here um it's you know still the same great tones like the the when he's the the couple he doesn't scream really all that much here but when he does it still sounds great um and we'll get to we'll get to when he does it on on take me back to eden of course too um it's just it's a it's a really quite a calming album at points and that's kind of prevalent that's very prevalent throughout all of their projects but um you know, and this this one kind of sets this this one kind of obviously being the first kind of sets the standard for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Um, basically, all the songs you pointed out earlier um, are ones that I I were were the highlights for me, mm-hmm. pretty much. Um, I, I thought of a genre just now that might fit this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Lo-fi metal. This, like it's like I... chill, and, and moments where you also want to headbang too. But I guess like I don't know, just like thinking of fun things. <laughs> I I don't see it so much as like lo-fi as more kind of. Well, it's obviously shoegaze, like, but uh, right, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of kind of a little a little shoegazy. Like it, it's it's metal with very heavy pop sensibilities. Yeah, th- in my so this album right. is less heavy on the metal side but it has a few moments where they say we can make a heavy song we just don't want to it's basically gods and they're basically like okay we're making a song that's heavy that's it yeah every other part we'll just present vessel as a beautiful object so let's talk about their next album uh this place will become your tomb released in september on september 24th 2021 under Universal Music Operations Limited. I believe that's just UNFD, but I'm not sure. And this one... This one also this one is 12 songs and 52 minutes long. Um so very similar to the first album. So I was as you are not the biggest fan of this. 
mm-hmm. at, or as much. But again, yeah, it's still good. Obviously, <laughs> like, I only gave these one listen. I did not give these yeah. more than one listen because I was also on my way to work. Um, I feel that I'm going to grow on both of these albums. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe at best, this place will come your tomb will be an eight. Um, and Sundowning will be like an 8.5 or something, but I I don't feel that they're anywhere close to Take Me Back to Eden, which we'll get to. Um, yes, we're foreshadowing at this a lot. Um, I I actually didn't like the opener Atlantic. Really? I was not the biggest fan of that. Atlantic, I don't think Atlantic is like insane or anything, but I, I enjoy it. It's a nice cut. Uh, but in the meanwhile, the next six songs, all the way to Acaline, absolutely mm-hmm. insane. Yeah, especially um, I think it was, I I kind of have a soft spot for Fall for me. Um, Alkaline I... is cool. Um, the I, I think like it was the and the Love You Want, want. too. I think the Love You Want is one that I I was really high on actually. For me, it um, was like that and Love You Want. Fall for me was just kind of like this is a good one too. And Alkaline yeah. came in, it was like, okay, this is the best song on the album, period, done, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, Distraction was kind of just sitting there. And then Descending came, I liked that. But then the last three were just kind of... It felt like high... It, I swear it was either Highwater Tel, uh Telomeris was like an interludal five-minute song, more so than an actual song. Mm-hmm. But again, one listen. This was before I listened to the newest album. I'm expecting these to just skyrocket in score. In like in comparison mm-hmm. to let's just use an example, like uh like Nirvana or something. For me, right. Nirvana will just be maybe there's one or two extra songs that oh, I actually don't mind this song. Or maybe yeah. smells like Teen Spirit will actually be an okay song rather than just being still a terrible song um but it won't really go revolutionary three or four points higher than what it was because it's not my style or i was so glow I was, actually getting past the first song <laughs> i was preparing to play the oh my god bro as you start talking about it. I, um, I, I or just getting past the first song with so glow um yeah. but th- this, this is a board is going to Sorry, go ahead. No, I, I, I go ahead. <laughs> this band will a hundred percent be more of an interest in me because of um, just this latest record. Um, yeah. What did you think? I, I do really quick. Want to just interject with the, this soundboard is going to ruin any sense of quality discussion on this. On this oh yeah, it's going to be a meme fest. It's going to be horrible. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm probably going to get Nitro specifically because I want some of these. Oh, it'll be it's hilarious. Do, is me just spamming the emotional damage anytime we listen to like Holding Absence going to be any type of quality product? Absolutely not. Why? <laughs> um, yeah, but anyways, yeah. So this um, this one definitely lacks a lot of. I shouldn't say lax. It still has smatterings of, like, heavy present, but it definitely leans more towards, like, a chill pop, like, kind of R&B, 
almost yeah type at points and that's obviously not a bad thing i liked a lot of songs on here um but i think especially towards the end um like i can't i can't tell you anything that goes on for the last five tracks I'm not even gonna oh, lie. I enjoyed I, descending, so I, I'm I, a little bit. I think I remember High Water, a little bit. I didn't remember the High Water. And at this all. is someone who's <laughs> listened to it multiple times since we we last said that we were gonna do this. Um, I think I listened to it the day we the the day we recorded our last podcast. I also listened to both albums in succession. The in like the couple hours before um taking me back to Eden dropped. You're insane. Night. Um. So yeah, I, I listened to the whole the whole all three basically back to back to back. Um and if if I had to pick a part in their discography that kind of drags, it's this. It's it's these last five tracks. Yeah. Um That being said, the up to basically up to Alkaline, I, I find has some very some you know, some nice atmosphere to it. Mm-hmm. Um Vessel's voice is obviously still incredible, regardless of my feelings of the of the last five tracks um but he he uses it for some some very nice like catchy spots as well um yeah especially in like the love you want um like that um alkaline like the you know it it's the vessel's voice is still the the main draw and that doesn't change here um i i wanted to interject before we got to the last album yeah. Um, I did actually go back to Boundaries. Um, last oh, yeah. week we reviewed um, Armageddon by them. And I actually went back to the album. And mm-hmm. honestly, it wasn't bad. It really oh, yeah. wasn't. Um, mm-hmm. So I put it then as a, um, a 5. I yeah. put it up to a 6.5. It's That's still a good jump. Good. Um, let me just make sure jump. it wasn't. Um, I didn't change it to in something in the collective. Um, boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. Six point five. Yeah. So six point five. Um, there were still some songs I was like, yeah, okay, this mm-hmm. is fine, whatever. But a few of the songs actually just grew on me and were quite good bangers. But the two singles yeah. are still so much better and such a nice change for the band itself. Um. I just wanted oh, yeah. to comment on that because w- I mentioned I would do it, and I actually went back and did it. Um, mm-hmm. I was impressed with myself that I actually did because I was quite curious because I really didn't give it a true listen um, mm-hmm. upon re-listen visits. Um, right, but I am just still always oh, boring. It's not going to really add much, and yeah, yeah. I-, I was still surprised with how much it kind of grew on me. Um, despite coming out in October and only giving it like three lessons since. Um, <laughs> so let's discuss the elephant in the room now that mm-hmm. is called Take Me Back to Eden by Sleep Token.
This is 12 songs and is one hour and three minutes long. And genuinely, I don't give two fucks that this is one hour and three minutes. It could be one hour and 50 minutes. I think I would listen to it. Um, <laughs> this is currently tied for my favorite release of 2023. This is... Look, I'm going to be honest. I didn't even click like on any of the songs because I just kept playing it over and over again. And I didn't feel like trying to click like on every song. I just wanted to listen. Um, That's fair. This is one of those records that I'm going to read. I'm going to read from my review I wrote because I, I have words. Generally, one of the best albums I've heard in quite a long time. There is truly no band that sounds like Sleep Token. And I genuinely can't wait to see how many bands copy this style of alternative metal, rock, shoegaze, jazz, whatever the fuck they are. <laughs> this makes this album makes an hour feel like a breeze, but also such a wonderful long experience. I'm starting to slightly enjoy hour-long albums. Honestly, the longest songs on this are some of the best songs I've heard all year, and it's really just not a contest. While I personally think that Vore is the weakest song on the album. It's still an incredible song. It's better than some of the albums that have come out this year as a whole. I think the first weekend it came out this past weekend, I listened to it. Th- I listened through it six times in total, and went back specifically for the non-singles because they were new and really fucking good. I personally really, really loved "Are You Really Okay." Um, I absolutely loved "Ascensionism" and "Take Me Back to Eden." Those three are just on a whole other level on the album, even when comparing them to the singles, this album just flows absolutely smoothly between each part, even if you don't expect a part of a song to happen, such as the Vessel R&B rapping out of fucking nowhere in both Ascensionism and Take Me Back to Edom. Um, Lyrically, this is an incredible album that closes out the trilogy that Sleep Token have stated are the first three albums. The connections to other songs and references in general are absolutely incredible, and every line that Vessel delivers is beautifully done. Even if the line is whatever generic or overrated or not as interesting as other others, the way that Vessel delivers the lines is just outstandingly gorgeous. This will one million percent be a top ten album this year. At the point of writing this review is tied for my favorite album of 2023 with Hot Mulligan, with Invent Animate really close behind. Hell yeah. That this is at 9.5. This is just mm-hmm. I have fallen in love with Sleep Token with this album. And it's the fact that when I listened to Say of the Scenes review of this album for like just the beginning part of it because I didn't want to spoil myself with most of the review Mm -hmm. uh, Marcus was saying or Sam was saying that when he finished the album he just wanted to start it again to hear the different parts and to hear the different things and honestly every time I listen to it that's exactly what happened I'm like I want to go back I want to go back I need to Mm. go back someone else react to this I need to go back like I, I would seek out actual reactions on YouTube because I'm a fucking addict with those. Um, so, so yeah, for me, 
I, I had such a good time with this. I'm not going to tell you this is in my top five. I, I am expecting this to fall, but also expecting this to be my number one. But then mm-hmm. Holding Absence also exists and other bands yeah. coming out potentially make them suffer. If Make Them Suffer releases something this year, my top 10 is going to cry. It's like, uh, they're probably my, releasing something. Yeah, I'm going to cry. Anyway, Parker, I need to hear what you think. Yeah. This is a great fucking album. I don't... Th- I, I think I'm ever so slightly lower on this than you are. You yes, are at 9.3. Um, I'm at 9.5. Um... This is a, I, I'd say a significant step up just in terms of the the variety of sounds yeah. in, in this album, even compared to their their previous projects. And you know their their previous albums, um, yeah, you know, they've always kind of Sleep Token as a as a project has always kind of been known for for mixing these various sounds and and styles and, um. I think this this takes that even a step further, and that works to its benefit. Um, you know, you go from like a to to take the the longest track in their discography and the the title track of the album, uh, "Take Me Back to Eden," um, as an example. The it goes from like you know you have it like an, kind of an ambient intro. You know, into a verse, into like a trap beat section, into yeah, into like a you know a chorus, or you know we have a chorus and then a trap beat section, and then you know another chorus, and then it goes into like a you know a bit more metal, and then it goes into fucking a breakdown. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like before the absolute disgusting ending, it's like a little mm-hmm. chill, like okay, we're getting right, there, it's right. building, it's building, and then mm-hmm. out of nowhere, as it was described multiple times, it makes deathcore look like little bitches because they just go the hardest they've ever gone like gods throw it out the window summoning mm-hmm. throw it out the window vor yeah put it on the side of the window put it on the window this is the most disgusting ending like look i know lorna shore created the to the hellfire like revolution of ending songs with breakdowns this takes the cake right now for the ending of it. Like, holy <laughs> fucking half! Like, it, it's a it's a really good ending to oh a, a really Lord. good song. Um, it's one of my favorite tracks on the album. I do like that they kind of saved the they you know they have three really long songs on here. They got the summoning, which was released as a single, and then they saved ascensionism and take me back to Eden. The other really two long ones, the other two really long mm-hmm. ones that. Um, for the album release, and I actually, you know, at, when uh, "Do You Wish That You Loved Me" came out, I was like, "Oh yeah, it's the it's the next one after Vor. It's the next one in the the yeah. album lineup." It's not. <laughs> Ascensionism comes after Vor. Um, but yeah, it, it's just a great collection of songs. Um, mm-hmm. Chokehold I think is a cool opener. I, I've always kind of liked that song, not as much as maybe some of the other singles, but it, you know, just the "You've Got Me in a." show hold oh, just hold and then the the riff that's in kind of like the the instrumental section afterwards like the the i i i just really enjoy that that part of the song um obviously the summoning 
is fucking great. You got a fucking funk breakdown at the end. It's sick. Um, the... uh, I want to ask a theoretical question here. Theoretical question. Okay. Let's imagine sure. Sleep Token back at the 200,000 mark. They release yeah. Granite. Yeah. Or, uh, sorry, Chokehold is their first single. Yeah. If instead of the summoning, they did Granite mm -hmm. next, but then did as the debut. Uh, hold on. Um, but then did the title track, because they were announcing the album, Take Me Back to Eden, as their third single instead of the summoning and like let's say they like swapped places with it mm -hmm. would the summoning still be like like the new single that comes out or like the new non-single that comes out in this album as like one of the most popular ones or would it take you back to eden become that 35 million song that gets them popular Taking you back to Eden would definitely become that song. I don't know entirely. I'm just asking, like, if theoretically, it would still like, have right. Well, a part of a part of what made the summoning so immediately impactful to people, I think, was the part was that it was the second half of a double, basically a double release of singles. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so I think if you already were talking about the songs, right? You know, oh, Sleep Token put out Chokehold, cool. Oh shit! We got a Another second song. song to listen to, and this one's even better than the first one. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I love Granite. Granite's one of my favorite songs in this album, but I don't I think actually... it has. <laughs> I'm gonna it, be honest it... here. It's my mm -hmm. second least favorite on the album, with Vor just like a point behind. I, g I gave a little point system to each one. Oh my um, god, bro! Oh, hell no, man! What the fuck, man? Vor's at 84. Granite's at 85. Um. Anyway. Yeah, so I I think solely because the summoning is 20 times better than Chokehold in some cases, um, and the ending mm -hmm. of the summoning was like, well, sorry, the whole song itself, you get 50 different genres of music in one song and make it work, and mm -hmm. it's kind of just nuts. Um, yeah. Like, but to, yeah, to, to continue answering your question, the... I don't think Granite has quite that same... Granite definitely doesn't have quite that same level of um, variety to it that I think is part of what made the summoning pop off like it did. And so I, I think putting the putting Granite in that slot, while it's still obviously a good song, um, it doesn't... It doesn't quite showcase the range. Yeah. I wouldn't know. I don't think I would say it's. I definitely wouldn't say it's on par in terms of what little I have. I have to. I what little of, of value I have to say on in terms of like objective quality, yeah. Which is basically zero. But it, you know, I I think well, there might be times where I enjoyed Granite more than the Summoning. Um, I'd say the Summoning is easily a better song in terms of a better song for you. Exactly. Yes. Um. um Take me back to Eden being in that third slot as like a single. Um or maybe the second slot. Like if or the, if it was in the second slot, then I could see it doing a similar thing to what the summoning did. Actually, yeah, so sorry. I meant like if it was the the same kind of style as like, okay, 
the summoning got popular on like went viral on TikTok. Right. It take me back to Eden went the same way because it had the like hip hop R and B style instead of like the saxophone ending. Um, right. I I honestly feel it would be the slightest bit even more popular because of that hip hop R and B style where currently a lot of the mainstream radio is actually a lot of hip hop pop. Um, right. Generally, I, over the last few years. I'm not entirely sure because I think Most I think on like the popular stuff, I would say, like re, like way out of our zone. Right. I I think in terms of specifically TikTok, at least, if I had to guess, that kind of like funk section at the end is uh, of the summoning is what has it popping off like that. Yes, that that is which is not very something true. That, that taking me back to Eden really does. I think what taking me back to Eden would outperform it in, in in a certain in a certain way is like, you know, it, it's it's a similar type of thing, kind of like you said, as to the Hellfire, where it's like, oh, sh- oh shit, we got this crazy fucking breakdown at the end, and YouTube reactions love that shit, like, <laughs> so yeah, it's uh. Yeah, I think it. I feel like it wouldn't do as well as the summoning would in that slot. Okay. Um, but that's I feel just like me. it would be just under or yeah. over because of the ending or in the hip hop sections. Because I feel like it would yeah. hit some form of like TikTok, TikTok viral where like some pop artist would be like, "Ooh, I love this little like hip hop section and it's really interesting," right. and someone's mm-hmm. like. Who the fuck sleep token? Oh shit, they have some hip hop in here occasionally. Okay, this is cool. Bam, like forty million plays instead of thirty-five million. Or but if it didn't hit the rhythm, then maybe fifteen million instead of thirty-five million. So yeah. just theoretical idea. Anyway, the this is seriously, no one sounds like sleep token. We talk about generic metalcore, we talk about metalcore TM, we talk about other genres. No one sounds like Sleep Token, period. Like, mm-hmm. no one sounds like, sorry, no one sounds like Sleep Token yet. This is probably going to people. revolutionize what metal is or even what genres are. Because if we're being honest, Insomni was metalcore that single that we just talked about i just don't remember the name of the band uh oxbow what in the fuck genre was that was a very odd genre but it was also genre blending and sleep tokens very much completely blending the genre and it is so nice to see so many bands talk about sleep token or talk about some of the songs or cover songs or Deathcore vocalists Will Ramos covering Sleep Token. Uh, it's one of his favorite mm-hmm. bands. He's talked about it on um, yeah. reaction channels. Uh, the Charismatic Voice, if you want a specific one, he he's awesome on there. The energy between, uh, forget her name and Will. Oh my God, it's literally perfect. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just the fact that like there have been obviously there have been the oh now they're overrated because they're too popular. Wah. Shut the fuck yeah. up. Be happy that okay. it went from 200,000 to f- however many listeners they have. Um, 
what's what's that mean of meme of like let people enjoy things or something like that um but 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 the thing is that like i've seen very few comments of this sucks or like it's not as good as i thought it would be it's either i just can't get into it or this is incredible or very very solid don't look on people do not look on album of the year (laughs) oh no i okay i i have to look not look on album of the year I, I have to look. Is this like one of the most popular right now? It's on like the front page. Yeah. New releases. Um, Wait, hold on. Let's just go to album of the year. Where is it? Yeah, just go to like the homepage. The Ocean um, has a 77 somehow. Um, The. Uh, Where is it? It should be. It's top row, third one over. New releases. May 20. Oh, what the heck? Just go to the homepage. Just click the... I did. Okay, I found it. It's a 73. That's it? Really? Yeah. Um. Anyways, what was I saying? Uh... I was... Um, the, the only... Oh my god. The only point that it really... That this album really kind of slips for me a little bit is um are you really okay through do you wish that you love me um are you really oh, okay is, kill you is, is really um are you really okay is really is really touching um i'm gonna kill you for putting you on this okay are you really okay if you get rid of take me back to Eden and the something is my favorite song on this record. It's oh, tied I see. with Euclid, the ending. Euclid's you, great. I love I'll Euclid. Give you that do you wish that you love me is it's still good, just not the greatest thing. Dips in quality ever so slightly. The apparition is absolutely incredible too. The apparition's fine. Fuck you. Um The first six tracks, excellent. The last three tracks, excellent. The middle, th- the those seven through nine, good. You're a piece of shit, <laughs> bitch. Fuck you. Oh, at least okay. we both agree that Euclid's great. Um, yeah. I really, I honestly, I have a new appreciation for Ford. Um, when it first came out, I I wasn't really into kind of the black metal aesthetics that it it starts the album that it starts the song off with and kind of you know appear throughout the song. Um. But the chorus is honestly one of my favorites on that What's album. Song? Four. Yeah. Um. Let's get swallowed whole. Um. Excellent. Can I, I, can I read some of the reviews from album of the year that are from critics? It's just gonna make you angry, and I. Uh, I, I want to read three reviews. I want to read three one reviews. that says a hundred. Yeah. One that says fifty. And one that says 10. Uh, somehow people don't like you. Wish that you love me. Fuck all of you. You're all stupid as shit. Um, anyway. This is the most innovative metal has sounded in a long time. Sleep Token has been regularly touted as the future of the genre on Take Me Back to Eden. The future is now. This is from Upset. Uh, I guess a, something. Um a score of 50 from Clash. 
Sleep Token are a magnificently skilled collective with a serious knack for anything that seems to put their minds to two sonically. What would do far more justice to their skill would be a decision to trim the fat. If they're going to go hard, then go hard. And if they're going to go soft, go soft. Suck a dick. From Sputnik <laughs> Music. A 10 score. TikTok band releases new low for depressive horny muzak in the guise of pretentious concept metal. Piss on it repeatedly. Suck a fucking dick. Yeah, the, this one's a... I mean, that Sput one is called You Didn't Listen to the Album and you didn't understand anything about it. So suck a fucking dick and you're dumb. Sure, it's a horny album. Do you understand and listen to what the fucking album is about? It's about heartbreak and being upset about the fucking loss of someone. And it's going through all the fucking stages of depression and anxiety and grief with losing someone that you cared for a lot. Like, fuck all of you. And then Doofy, the Algiers of Metal, can't get past those big, cheesy, incongruous vocals. Sputnik Music, has, I feel like, is historically known for being kind of snobby. And I can't oh, say I'm surprised to see that <laughs> that's the score. They put... Hi! I went on like a huge ass uh, Sputnik music album review reading yeah. and I, my blood is boiling. Um, Sleep Token is absolutely incredible. Sleep Token's Sputnik cool. Music, Sleep you Token's very good. Fucking dick. Um, Sleep Token is probably going to be in our top tens, like probably guaranteed probably. at this point. If, if it's not top 10, it's top 15, like, absolutely guaranteed with a score of 9.5 and 9.3 even if it falls ever so slightly our our nines were in our top 10 guaranteed last year minus like one or two um so anyway next week we will figure out what the hell to do we haven't figured that out we're gonna figure it out now because we have time and we're still on the phone and i haven't stopped talking since five o'clock so anyway thank you guys so much for listening remember you're listening on spotify or apple Podcasts, please give us five stars and only five stars thank you very much um anyway we will see you next week when we have arrows in action and other albums to listen to so as always goodbye farewell adios wherever in the world you are goodbye see ya